Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, EJ Holland. Uh, alongside me is my co-host, Zach Libby, who has a brand new mic. My mic should be on the way soon, so hopefully... We don't have those issues come up, but Zach, how are you doing tonight? It's about 60 degrees right now in Michigan, so gearing up for football. It's perfect football weather. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Michigan obviously had a big, big weekend on the recruiting trail. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, obviously, preview Victor's weekend. Michigan got a couple new commits, so we'll talk about them. But before we do, I want to invite you guys to subscribe to the Wolverine.com today new promotion here one dollar for three months so if you want all this latest intel coming out of these big official visit weekends it only costs you one dollar and you get to subscribe for three months or if you want to subscribe for the entire year you can currently get it for a half price 49.99 gets you insider recruiting information team information basketball basketball recruiting nil transfer portal and so much more plus you get to be part of a great message board community with more than eight thousand fans over on the Fort Message Board. That's at thewolverine.com today. Two great options, $1 for three months or $49.99 for one year. Uh, this is for new subscribers. Uh, last housekeeping item before we dive into the meat of the show. This is the Tuesday show, which means it is a super chat show. If you want your questions answered, you have to click that little money symbol and donate. That money goes directly to our travel budget and you will get your questions question answered i will be back tomorrow for the wednesday edition where i answer all your questions but if you definitely want to get a question off today then go ahead and click the little super chat symbol all right zach so it was a big weekend uh the official visit weekend produced one commit owen wayful uh day later michigan got a commitment from jaden smith so two three-star prospects here uh, in Owen Wayful and Jaden Smith, two guys I've had a chance to meet with. Uh, Zach, I know you watched a little bit uh, of film on those guys. What do you, What are your overall impressions on Michigan's uh, newest commits in Owen Wayful and Jaden Smith? Yeah, so let's start with Owen. Um, this is a kid who <clears throat> was committed to Notre Dame for well over a year. 
um, defensive line coach Mike Elston was working really hard behind the scenes to develop a rapport with Owen. Um, he ended up decommitting from the Irish take his bit. He watches highlight film, very raw, very dominant, um, very successful in the way he gets off blocks, um, rushes the passer, takes proper angles um, as like a three tech, four eye, um, six three, two sixty seven, I believe. But yeah, I think it's really good for Michigan to get a commit in New Jersey. Obviously, um, I know you'll um, detail more on this, but you know Michigan now has Chris Partridge back, who has several ties in the area. Ray, who? All right, guys. It looks like we lost Zach. I'm not exactly sure what happened to him, uh, but. While our producer works on that, I will kind of give a recap of both of these commits. Uh, let's go ahead and continue with Owen Wafel. I see that someone in the uh, in the chat says Notre Dame fans didn't want him, LOL. Uh, they actually did want him. I don't care what anybody on the Notre Dame side has to say. Uh, Michigan did a fantastic job of recruiting Owen Wafel while he was still committed to Notre Dame. Uh, this is a kid that they really, really valued and they really wanted him in the class. They took his commitment a year ago. Uh, Michigan quietly got back into the picture this spring. Uh, defensive coordinator Jesse Minter, defensive line coach Mike Elston, especially who led the way in this recruitment, did a fantastic job of building a relationship with Wayful and getting him to essentially flip. I mean, this was really a flip from Notre Dame. I mean, as soon as he backed out of his commitment to Notre Dame, I put in a pick for Michigan and I actually would have put in a pick for Michigan before that. Uh, I kind of hinted at, at, at a potential flip coming. I had a uh, program source told me not to. So yeah, I mean, this was basically a straight up flip. The only reason Notre Dame parted ways or like they like to put it parted ways with Owen Wafel is because he wanted to take an official visit to Michigan and had they let him take the official visit to Michigan while he was committed to Notre Dame, he still would have flipped. So, you know, he, if Owen had never wanted to take an official visit to Michigan, he would still be in the Notre Dame class. He would still have his spot. So it's not like they didn't want him. It's not like they cooled on him. This is a kid that they really, really valued. Uh, you put on his tape, you see the quickness, you see the brute strength, you see the power, you see the explosiveness, just a lot to like about Owen Wafel. He's listed at 6'2", 267, uh, but he's much closer to 290. He's added some really good weight this offseason. He's built very much like Mason Graham, which a lot of you guys have noticed from his you know, official visit pictures and such. Uh, he has, actually has, looks like he has longer arms than Mason Graham. He has a pretty good wingspan for being as short as he is. Um, like I said, man, he just he checks a lot of those boxes, even though he's a three star guy. He's definitely um, much like Mason Graham, a guy you can plug and play. Maybe not a super, super high ceiling, uh, but definitely a really high floor and a guy that I know those around the Michigan program are really, really excited about. And then let's briefly talk about Jaden Smith. And it looks like Zach is back. So we'll bring him back here for the next segment, but let's, let's go ahead and talk about Jaden Smith since I'm the one that's seen Jaden Smith live. I think I'm the only one um, on the beat that has had a chance to see 
Jaden Smith live. I saw him at the Under Armour Charlotte camp in April. And I think at the time I, I tweeted it out and I'm not exactly sure what the direct quote was, but at the time in the scouting report from that event, I wrote that I thought Chris Partridge had found something here that Jaden Smith had a chance to be one of the more uh, or was one of the more underrated new offers and had a chance to be a steal in the class, something along those lines. And, and I, I definitely feel that way. You look at his measurables. He's only 6'2", 195. That certainly doesn't pop. Um, he's a three-star prospect on two sites, not even ranked on the other two sites. But he's definitely one of those high ceiling, low four types. He's really, really raw. The frame is intriguing, but not something that you'd expect from uh, a Michigan-type linebacker. At the same time, I mean, he he has a lot of room to add weight. I kind of likened him a little bit to Nakai Hill Green, Michigan's former linebacker, uh, in the sense that he has a, a similar frame at the, at the time Hill Green was this age. Hill Green was at one point listed at 6'2", 190 and he bulked up all the way to being listed at 230 on Michigan's roster. Uh, so I think Smith has a chance to continue to add some really good weight to his frame. He has experience playing safety. He's really comfortable in coverage at the Under Armour camp um, in Charlotte. He was great in one-on-ones against running backs. Um, he moves well in space. He's really long. He has the potential to come off the edge. So he's one another one of those guys that I would just consider – a defensive athlete, right? So same mold as Mason Curtis, same mold as Cole Sullivan. These are guys with position flexibility that the staff really likes when it comes to upside and ceiling. And they feel like they can turn them into something, especially when you have a secret weapon or not so secret weapon in, um, in strength coach Ben Herbert, who really does a great job of developing guys in the weight room, um, and the nutrition program with Abigail O'Connor. Um, I think you can afford to take guys that have really high ceilings at low floors because, you know, of what Ben Herbert can do in the strength and conditioning program. And also because the staff is full of great talent developers. So uh, Jaden Smith didn't create a ton of fanfare, but I definitely think he's a guy that, that, that y'all will be excited about in the future. And, could potentially boom into a four-star by the end of his senior season. Shout out to Nick Coaston, who uh, gave us a 199 super chat. And he says, percent chance that Bryce Underwood is a Wolverine. So, of course, five-star quarterback Bryce Underwood. This is a perfect time to bring back Zach, who is having some technical difficulties. Zach, why don't you tackle the Bryce Underwood question? Uh, a percentage is hard because he still has a year left right? Like a year of really getting into the recruitment process and figuring out a school because he's a quarterback. You got to figure that out early, but it's hard to give a percentage, like I said, but I will say that the differences between where Michigan is at now for Underwood compared to maybe October, December, November, January, night and day, right? Like you couldn't even imagine where Michigan would be in the spot at this moment, maybe this past season. And it's really credit to uh, Kirk Campbell for talking to Underwood and his family at least twice a week over the phone, developing a relationship, getting him on campus three times, I think from a span of like five weeks. So from mid-March to April, late April, he was on campus um, for a kid who's, again, the number one 
player in the country, the number one quarterback in the country, number one player in the state of Michigan, and who's maybe 25 minutes away from campus. This is going to be the most, arguably the most important recruitment Michigan has had in the 21st century. Um, you know, continuing to do what Kirk Campbell has done, letting Jim Harfaw get in the mix too, uh, letting him see what JJ McCarthy can do under center this next off next this next season. It's going to pay dividends. Um, like, but yeah, I can't really give a percentage. It's too early, but the confidence level is through the roof at this point. I think Michigan fans are feeling it as well. Um, I'll just give a quick cop out answer and say 50, 50. I mean, I think <laughs> it is 50, 50 versus the field. I like where Michigan stands early on, um, but the field has a lot of major players that are really excited about Underwood as well. He's taken some visits down South. There are a lot of SEC schools interested in him. Ohio state has continued to show interest in him. So I know Michigan state is second place here, but I'm not, overly concerned about the Spartans right now. Um, but I think Michigan has done as good of a job as they can do with Bryce Underwood early on in his recruitment. And I think Kirk Campbell is definitely an upgrade over Matt Weiss. Let's go ahead and dive into the official visit weekend because it was a big one. And actually, before we do that, I want to bring you guys, it's a perfect time to bring you guys a message from one of our sponsors. We want to take a moment to shout out longtime partner of the Wolverine Lewis Jewelers. Simple question, guys. Have you taken uh, care of a gift for the special woman in your life? If the answer is no, the great news is Lewis Jewelers can help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors. So you can find that perfect diamond. Stop by today, guys, and take care of the wives, mothers, and grandmothers in your lives. Uh, and if you don't have a special woman in your life, then just take care of yourself. Um, if you don't have any women around, you can make it about you. Or even if you do, you can still make it about you. See this cool little golden dog tag here with the block M? Just get that for yourself. They have plenty of jewelry. It's your diamond store and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their new location at 300 South Maple Road, Ann Arbor, or online at lewisjewelers.com. All right, I can't stop myself from laughing. Let's go ahead and move on. Big shout out to Lewis Jewelers. They're your jewelry store and so much more. Um, but let's get back to official visits. Um, actually, before we do, we have a 99 cent super chat from Noel Soto. So big shout out to him. And he says, Zach, what's your ranking on Jaden Davis 1 to 100? Uh, yeah, he's number 115 right now on, on three. Um, I know he dropped a couple spots on the industry ranking. Um, this Elite 11 tournament starting tomorrow can really boost his ranking because um, he's going to be with 19 other quarterback commits in 2024. Um, there's a lot of expectations for how he is as a game manager and as a um, like a person who really revels in those kind of situations where all eyes are on him, right? Like, he has an opportunity to outshine guys like Dylan Rayola from Georgia, Julian Sayan from Alabama, Aaron Nolan from Ohio State. So if if he can get into the top 100, I believe, if he has a great outing on uh, in, uh, in Los Angeles this week, and I think that's the expectation that he should go with, and I think that's the expectation that fans should go with. Okay. That question was only for Zach because – I would probably have him ranked where on three hasn't ranked. So let's go ahead and move on to official visit season. 
Uh, it was a big one this weekend. 13 official visitors, just one commit in Manuel Beagle, uh, 12 uncommitted targets. Um, one obviously committed. We talked about earlier, Owen Wayful. So 11 guys to kind of get to. Let's go back and forth, Zach. Um, let's start off with Elias Rudolph. Mm-hmm. I know that's a recruitment you've been covering since the very beginning. You were the first person across any network to put in a prediction for Elias Rudolph. Even I was a little skeptical of Zach's prediction <laughs> and did not immediately jump in with a prediction. And now everybody in the market has followed you with a prediction for Elias Rudolph. Why were you confident back then? And why are you confident now coming out of the official visit? I mean, quite frankly, I was confident in January when I saw him at a school, right? Like that was when he dropped Michigan in his top 10. And he was talking about Steve Klingscale's primary recruiter, um, education. I think education was the most talked about aspect of that interview six months ago. Um, he was talking about edge development. Um, I talked to his former coach in Cincinnati. Um, if anyone doesn't know, he's originally from Cincinnati. He transferred to Deerfield Beach this offseason. Um, so his former coach at in Cincinnati was talking about the opportunity kids have to get developed as men, right, not just football players. And things progressed. You know, he transferred. I uh, didn't get to visit, but Steve Klingsdale, his primary recruiter, kept, you know, the, the distance didn't interfere with how much they've communicated, right? Like um, the same goes with Jesse Mentor, the defensive coordinator. Same goes with Mike Elson, defensive line coach. Elson even went down to Deerfield Beach um, to meet with Rudolph. Um, Mentor in particular has called Elias a freak, right? He's six foot four, six foot five, 200 pounds, um, no body fat, um, raw talent, a fr- like literally a freak of nature. Like he has a high motor, he has uh, resiliency when rushing the passer. Um, his feet never stop moving. He's one that, um, you know, leaves it all on the field. I think he's someone that would really benefit from, like you mentioned, with Jane Smith's uh, coach like Ben Herbert to pack on healthy weight um, to get beyond 200 pounds. Um, well, that doesn't increase uh, interfere with his athleticism. Um, but, yeah, on the official visit, um, you got to take a lot of pictures. Some of the best that I have seen from Michigan's creative was specifically for Rudolph. Um, spent a lot of time with Steve Clingsdale and the other defensive staff. Um, he was there with he was there with the guys who are from Ohio this past cycle who are currently on campus, like Cameron Calhoun. Um, he, Cameron Calhoun is also from Cincinnati and has been talking to Rudolph quite a bit about them teaming up. I mean, actually, their high schools, former high schools, are about 20 minutes apart. Um, Rudolph also knows guys like Breon Ishmael. Um, another Cincinnati guy from 2023 class. He is well aware of Jordan Marshall, the 2024 running back commit. Um, I think he he values development both on and off the field. And when it comes to on the field, the edge development is there. Um, the evidence is there with guys like Mike Morris and Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo. I mean, he wants to be that next guy in line. And I know he's got Miami and Ohio State for official visits the next two weeks. But if Michigan can lock him up this week or sometime soon, then Michigan has a very, very intriguing developmental piece to use on its outside. Definitely. I I just I'm interested to see if he does have visits scheduled to Ohio State and Miami. So really interested to see if those happen or if he makes a decision beforehand. 
uh, I'm sure we'll see. But I uh, also joined Zach with a prediction for Michigan. So I know those around Ann Arbor are feeling really good. Let's go from uh, one edge to another. Dominic Nichols, uh, one of my personal favorites, a guy that I was ahead on. Um, I put in a prediction for Dominic Nichols a few months ago, uh, was the first one across the board to do that. And it seemed like heading into his visit, there was a little bit of concern. There were a couple of predictions that went in on other sites for Wisconsin following his official visit there. And while he had a great time, I don't feel like I ever wavered from my own prediction. I always felt pretty confident in it. Dominic Nichols just seems like a Michigan type of kid. I knew that the Wolverines would hit a home run with him, and especially his mom, who didn't visit with him the first time. Uh, I, I think the staff has a does a great job of winning over mothers on official visits, and uh, I think they did that on this official visit. I think they checked all the boxes for him. Uh, I think momentum is back with Michigan. I feel even more confident in my prediction. I think Wisconsin gave it a, a good run, but I feel like they're going to come up a little short here. Um, so really like the buzz coming out of the weekend with Dominic Nichols. He's a really intriguing prospect. He's listed at six foot five, two forty. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to two fifty right now. They really like him as that big edge uh, in the same mold as Mike Morris. He does have the frame to potentially be a four eye, but they really like him as a standup. He prefers to be a standup. And I think with the way Michigan utilizes bigger edge uh, players that Dominic Nichols can go ahead and slide in that same mold as a, as a Mike Morris. So really confident with Nichols coming out of the visit. We'll talk about David Pali Pali and Justin Scott in a second, but we do have a new super chat. With Shane Johnson, he says, major concern with the DB class if we lose Boo Carter and the Ohio boys. Do you feel that way, Zach? No, because there's two highly touted quarterback cornerbacks coming in this upcoming weekend and the following weekend. Um, Michigan is bringing in a safety target, Zaquan Patterson, who we are both high on. So um, Michigan has another has more targets on the board than just Carter and west like the staff absolutely loves boo carter i mean they've gone all in on bryce west and aaron scott losing all three of them would not be ideal to say the least i mean they've invested so many resources so i do think it would be a bit of a concern at the same at the same time uh there are some other talented dbs coming in you already have one commit in jacob odin and if you look ahead to the 2020 five recruiting class that class nationally across the board is absolutely stacked with talent and you already have chris ewald committed and if ewald stays locked in with michigan he's the type of kid that will attract other high-end dbs uh to join the class with him potentially even dj pickett the nation's number one safety who is on campus today uh, another top 100 db on campus today alex graham so a lot of talent in 2025 so i wouldn't be overly concerned i'd be more interested to see where they pivot if that situation does happen uh but the hope around michigan is is that they do land at least one of those guys and i, I do still think that's a that's a realistic possibility that they land one even two if all the cards fall right so uh we'll see how that rolls but let's go back to d-line recruiting um, i'm going to talk a little bit about david poly poly and then zach we can both discuss 
the Justin Scott recruitment. So interesting buzz coming out of that, uh, out of that recruitment after this weekend. But when it comes to uh, Pale Pale, this is another kid that I've grown really close to. Um, you know, being out here on the East Coast, I've seen him twice, uh, most recently for his last spring practice. And man, I, I think Pale Pale is the most underrated defensive lineman in the country. He's 6'2, 305. He does have shorter arms, but he is a guy that's just super quick, super powerful, just big brute strength. He doesn't have the height or length of Kenneth Grant, but he has some of the same type of uh, intangibles, the same type of playing style. Um, like I said, just really quick, explosive, powerful for his size, high motor kid, really aggressive. I think it, if he adds a you know, about 30, 40 more pounds, you know, he, he can do that. He can be that nose type. But I also think if you want to keep him a little bit on the lighter side of 300 pounds, then he can be a three technique as well. Michigan, obviously recruiting him as more of a nose uh, with Wayful being uh, more of a three technique. But, and uh, I mean, I can't say enough good things about David Pale Pale. He's uh, just an awesome kid, a great fit for Michigan. I think the Wolverines, Definitely have the lead coming out of the official visit. Um, the on three recruiting prediction machine is trending his way. I've had my pick in um, for about a month or so. So feeling really good about David Pale Pale. And that would pretty much be it for the defensive line class if they are able to get Pale Pale. Aside from shooting for the stars with five-star defensive lineman Justin Scott. Now, I'm feeling a little more optimistic. Um, I was very pessimistic when it came to Justin Scott heading into the official visit, but I'm starting to feel a little better about it. I think the longer it goes with Justin Scott, probably the better for Michigan. What do you think, Zach? If this was a Midwest recruitment where it was just Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, absolutely. Um, the the opportunity for that Miami presents, for example, with NIL and able to leave home. That's, you know, Miami's training up for a reason for that. Um, Georgia continues to make their case for development and NFL draft potential, you know, first round NFL draft potential as its key selling point. I mean, when you look at the opportunity to stay in the Midwest, right? Like he can represent his hometown of Chicago. He has talked about that. He has talked about staying close to his family. Like he is very close to his mom. When it comes to his mom, he's she's very high on education. Like she works as an educator for a career. So what Michigan can do inside the classroom is, you know, uh, you know, through the roof. And I think they really got a chance to get an in-depth look of that. Um, there's one thing where like Michigan's like classes, you know, like their one-on-one classes, they're so small in comparison to other big universities. And I think that's one big thing that his mom has talked about, like 20 to 25 kids in the classroom. Like that's exactly what she wants for her son. Um, you know, it's not Ann Arbor isn't as far, isn't as close to Chicago as South Bend is, but four hours compared to two hours. And, you know, it's hit or miss, but I, I think if, if Justin really, truly decides like I want to stay in the Midwest and I think my optimism increases a lot it's just Miami and Georgia are making very hard pitches they're pushing very hard it's just it's probably going to be tough to beat them out but like you said if he waits it out you know Michigan has more time to increase communication increase the relationship um, maybe get back and get him back on campus maybe for a game 
if he waits till the fall, like there's possibilities. But right now, I think Michigan to everything it could. It's just going to be hard to sell um, everything that Miami or Georgia can give him. Yeah, I, I'm definitely still concerned about Miami and Georgia. Um, if it does come down to, to staying closer home with closer to home, which you alluded to, Zach, if it turns into a Midwest recruitment, then my optimism will be at an all-time high. I think Michigan is definitely in a position. I wouldn't guarantee it, but I think Michigan would be in a position to beat out Ohio State and to beat out Notre Dame. Uh, you look at the development. You look at Mike Elston's track record. You look at what Michigan can offer off the field. Uh, you look at the Chicago land pipeline. There's a lot that you know is going in Michigan's favor. If somehow uh, the Southern schools don't aren't a factor anymore, uh, then yeah, I mean, I, I will be really excited. So we'll have to see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks. We do have a super chat from Jason Moose, and he says, "Me and Antoine." Talked to Jake Winera and Luke Hamilton on tweet, and they said uh, all the OVs, all the official visitors, love their time in Ann Arbor. They said, watch out for more commits. So, yeah, uh, I would definitely watch out for more commits. I mean, there are a lot of commitment candidates coming out of this official visit weekend, which, you know, whether it's uh, Elias Rudolph or Dominic Nichols or David Palepale or Micah Kaapana or you know, Marriott Stewart, obviously making his decision Friday. We still have to see what Boo Carter does this weekend. So definitely a lot of commitments uh, or a lot of potential commitments coming out of this official visit weekend. Uh, let's go back to recapping the OV weekend. Let's go ahead and slide to one of the names I mentioned. Micah Kaapana uh, is a guy you just had an official visit recap with, Zach. We both put in predictions for him ahead of his official visit especially with Taylor Tatum trending towards USC. Uh, how are you feeling about Kaapana coming out of his official visit? And when do you think he'll make a decision? He's told me twice that he's going to commit no late, like before the senior season, so sometime this summer. Um, I imagine that he's if he takes his official visits to Washington State this weekend and then Nebraska this upcoming weekend, I still – truly believe that Michigan is still up front. I mean, they provide the most resources. Michigan's run game is that's the only evidence you need in order to commit to Michigan, right? I mean, just watch Blake Corman, Tom and Edwards. But um, this is a kid who got offered in late April. Mike Hart personally flew out to Las Vegas to meet with his coaches and watch spring workouts. Um, when he got, when Kyle got the offer, um, he was talking about how Corum and Edwards and all these guys are, uh, players that he looks up to, right? I mean, the amount of production they get in college, I mean, who wouldn't look up to them if you're a top running back? Um, he was trending very highly. I mean, the communication can, you know, rose over these over the late spring, and Hart personally got him on official visit without any other running backs, right? Like, he was the only one on campus. Um, they were talking, you know, he was saying during the recap that, you know, the more he was with Hart, the more that they talked in meetings, um, you know, they, they, they were growing onto each other. I think that's a very big positive. Um, Hart is someone who's very demanding in a good way. He expects the most out of his players. Um, he's very, you know, true to his word. Um, and I think when you personally talk to someone like that and dive through film, dissect, you know, uh, improvements and positives, you know, you, you, you believe that you can be developed right under someone like Hardy's going to be honest and truthful with you. Um, you know, I know Taylor Tam has his June official visits 
yeah, on the 23rd. Um, I know he's training on other sites in Michigan, but I think I know you've gathered intel about USC, and I'm sure you'll talk about that. But, you know, I think coming out of the OV, I think Michigan still stands as one of his top picks, if not the leader. Definitely. I, I really like where Michigan stands here. I am concerned about USC and Taylor Tatum. I do think Mike Hart values Kaapana way more than his ranking, so it wouldn't be surprising if he does lock up his spot before Taylor Tatum, who continues to bulk on his decision. I was going to include this on the site tonight in Blue Chips, but as of today, Tatum is still looking to come to Michigan for his official visit on June 23rd, so we'll see how it all plays out. We do have a super chat from Shane Johnson and he says, speaking of Chris Ewald, on September 14th, Chaminade versus Bergen Catholic. Ewald, one of seven, four to five stars on his team near my hood. Come on down, drinks and beers on me. Isn't that game in South Florida, though? Didn't we look at that? If it's in New Jersey, I will 100% be there. Uh, but I know that uh, that Chaminade plays a ton of highly ranked teams. One, one of me or Zach will see him this season. But if it is in New Jersey... I am there 1,000%. Um, look, man, we, ha- we even have Notre Dame fans in here today. Look at this guy. Look at how angry he is. He says, Chicago Pipeline. <laughs> He's rolling on the floor laughing over Notre Dame. Where are the Michigan bars? I didn't know that pipelines were determined by Michigan bars. And he says, Notre Dame was founded out of Chicago in all cat. Why are you yelling, man? Why are you wasting your Tuesday night on a Michigan recruiting live show. These people are crazy. They're obsessed. I tell you, weirdos, man. <laughs> like the weirdest fan base of all time. They're so sad. This is cre- I wish that Megan could put up, pull up that little gif of the leprechaun just hanging by, uh, by the Simpsons hand. They're so crazy, man. Just weirdos. Let's go back to the actual show. Um, that's why we're happy to be covering Michigan because we don't have to deal with weirdos like that. All right, let's go ahead. And, um, we're o- actually over time, but we have so many people on today. We have more than 200 people. It's a great time to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're only 100 people away from getting to 22,000. Uh, so make sure to like the video. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is completely free. Uh, since we are over time and we do want to get to Victor's weekend, Zach, I'm going to throw you a name. And you're going to give me a couple of sentences and we'll bounce back and forth about how you feel coming out of the weekend. Five-star wide receiver, Ryan Wingo. The having Jane Davis on board clearly helps Michigan's case. Uh, Having more of a passing attack this upcoming season will help a lot as well. Uh, Ron Bellamy is doing a really good job with both himself with Ryan and his coach at St. Louis university. Um, I know Georgia is trending. He's going to, I think he took official to Missouri. Um, he's also he's also been to Tennessee um, and Texas. Um, it's just it's it's going to be hard, but I think Michigan did everything it could on the weekend. All right, let's go to me, and I will do on three hundred offensive lineman Bennett Warren. Um, Michigan has retaken the lead in that recruitment. Obviously, a lot of predictions have come in. I think if he were to commit today, it would obviously be Michigan. Still has a couple of official visits left, Oklahoma this weekend, Tennessee the following weekend. Interested to see if either of those teams move the needle, but but as it stands today, Warren is the most likely candidate to take that six offensive line spot if Michigan does 
indeed take a six this cycle. All right, uh, let's go ahead and go with Bryce West. Zach, you're up on that one. Uh, Steve Klinkscale has refused to wave the white flag despite Ohio State's uh, assumed um, pipe, you know, pipeline. Uh, it's not assumed. It's actually evidence there. But, yeah, the pipeline between Glenville and Ohio State has been there for decades. Uh, but Steve Klinkscale has uh, continued to talk to him every day. Communication has persisted with both him and his family. Um, this past OVU was the first time that he was on campus, that Wes was on campus since January. Uh, Wes spent time, all of his time with on 300 defensive back commit Jacob Odin, as well as Boo Carter. Um, I think West has a lot of love for Michigan. He has said that a lot. Um, he has great relationships with all the four commits for Michigan in Ohio. So that includes like Jordan Marshall and Luke Hamilton, um, Ben Roebuck, and really Ben and Luke live about 20 minutes away from Bryce. So they see each other a lot. Um, I, it's what I, I would assume, let's say he goes to Ohio state. I think this is one that Cleanstale would still keep on up until signing day. Um, the, the relationship between them has just been for years. And I think just spending all those resources, like you've mentioned on other recruits, I think wasting away and just giving up would not be, um, the move that I think Michigan would take. So I think this is one that we're going to see persist for a while. Yeah, that one's going to be a tough one to win. I'll, I'll take the next two. Jordan Johnson, Rubel, four-star safety out of IMG Academy, originally from the great state of Texas. Uh, I feel like Michigan's really helped itself here. They are a true dark horse in this recruitment. I went out to Florida this spring. And Michigan wasn't even going to make his top schools list. So big shout out to Steve Klingscale and Jay Harbaugh for the tremendous work they've done. They were one of only three schools to secure June official visits with Johnson Rubel. The other two being Ohio State, which you'll see this weekend in Texas the next weekend. Texas has a large lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. I would say the Longhorns are the safe bet. But Michigan gave him a lot to think about this weekend. He's already shown that he's willing to leave home. He's done it at the high school level, leaving Fort Worth to go all the way to Florida to play at IMG. So I think he could do the same for college. And I think Michigan uh, is a great fit for him, both on and off the field. He's a great culture fit. I've always said that Johnson Rubel is a Michigan type of kid. I think they showed him why this weekend. Um, next up, Amarion Stewart set to commit this Friday. Four-star wide receiver out of Chicago. This Notre Dame guy is going to just cry, man. Marion Stewart uh, set to make his announcement on Friday. I feel really, really good about where the Wolverines stand. I have my prediction in. Feeling really confident. Continues the Chicago pipeline that includes J.J. McCarthy, Tyler Morris, Jimmy Rolder, Trey Pierce, so, I mean, Michigan runs Chicago, unfortunately, for this Notre Dame fan. I still wish I lived in the great city of Chicago uh, because Michigan has done a fantastic job there. And those connections really are helping with Amarion Stewart. I mean, uh, I went out to a seven-on-seven -seven tournament to see J.J. McCarthy years ago, and I met Amarion Stewart there when he was like an eighth grader. He was looking up to J.J., uh, he looked up to Tyler Morris. They're all part of the Midwest Boom program, which, again, has been a nice little seven-on-seven -seven pipeline for Michigan. So, yeah, Michigan's running Chicago, unfortunately, for Notre Dame, and I do think that that would help, will help uh, with Justin Scott as well. Uh, let's go ahead, and I think we got 
through all the official visitors. One, the only other official visitor we didn't talk about was Manuel Beagle, three-star defensive line commit. He is completely locked in. All right, so we don't keep Megan here all night. Let's go ahead and end our show with the last segment. It's Victor's weekend, Zach. There are a lot of commits coming in this weekend. Everybody from Jaden Davis to Jordan Marshall to Blake Frazier to Brady Prescorn, the entire offensive line group, Mason Curtis, the list goes on and on. So many commits coming in for Victor's weekend. It'll be a great time for them to uh, bond and really get to know each other. And I think the great thing about this class is that they've already formed that relationship. They've all done a ton of peer recruiting. I think you wrote today, Luke Hamilton is set for three June visits. I think it's the same thing with Jacob Odin. So, you know, uh, not to spend too much time on the commits, but did want to comment that this group has been fantastic and, and, you know, has really come together uh, and proven to be, you know, part of that Michigan family already. But let's talk about a few of the targets coming in. We'll keep it short, but I think everybody wants to know about Aaron Scott. I mean, how are you feeling about Aaron Scott um, going into this official visit? Ohio State has a large lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine, but some very nice whispers going on in the background. The the vibes with Aaron Scott to Michigan are immaculate at this point, right? Like from his late January visit for junior day, which was his debut, and then going up in mid-March um, around the same – that same day in which that original 4 for 4 photo was tweeted out. Um, so – and then at this point, I mean, it's so – it's so strategic to have a kid like Aaron Scott, the nation's number two cornerback on campus when 12, I think we've counted 12, 2024 commits are going to be on campus. Right. And that is all the Ohio guys, all of the offensive linemen, Jane Davis, like these key recruiters who are going after Scott so well these past few months. Like I know Ohio state's getting the last visit. I know Ohio state fans have trumped up, you know, that. but I mean, again, this is Victor's weekend. He is not going to leave those commits site for those 48 hours. And some of the commits have told me behind the scenes, like it's going to be very difficult <laughs> for him to leave for Aaron to leave Michigan without announcing a commitment <laughs> right this weekend. Like they've had fun, but still that's how well they're going to recruit him. And I know there's other guys on official visits, but to lock in, a guy who's ranked number 13 in the country, who's ranked number one in the state of Ohio. Like that is the, the, the reactions if he went to Michigan are just going to be out of this world on social media. But again, like you said, five predictions in for Ohio state, Um, you know, his, his family loves Ohio state. He's about an hour and a half away from Columbus. Oregon is making a big push. He was just on an official visit this past weekend. But again, having him for this upcoming weekend was done on purpose He's going to have he, – he's not going to have any alone time besides sleep. He's going to be around Jacob Ode. He's going to be around Duke Hamilton. He's going to be around Jordan Marshall. Like, this is – if there's – if Michigan needed a way to get a commitment from him, it would be this way. So, good on, good kudos to them. There is no – well, we have a super chat, sorry. Uh, and it does come from Noel Soto, and he says, this weekend is the biggest recruiting weekend for officials, question mark. Um, this weekend is the coolest weekend, I guess, because it's called Victor's Weekend. I actually don't know if they're keeping the same title. I haven't seen it promoted like that, but this is 
the usual victors weekend. I think it's the biggest weekend maybe in terms of numbers because of the amount of commits. I think this past weekend was huge. I think the 23rd is huge as well. Gatlin Bear, Taylor Tatum, Aaron Childs, Darian Mayo. I mean, it's stacked on the 23rd. So I think all the official visits, uh, except the first one, have been pretty loaded. So let's get back to uh, Aaron Scott really quick. Just want to share my thoughts briefly. There's no better weekend to get Aaron Scott in than Victor's weekend. I mean, like Zach pointed out, getting him around all the commits, making him feel like part of the class with that tight bond that uh, the class has, I think he'll certainly feel that. I was actually on the phone with Zach a couple of days ago while I was walking my cat. And I was like, dude, Michigan's going to take the lead for Aaron Scott after this OB. I, I really feel that way. I think Michigan's going to be in the pole position coming out of the OB. Can they keep the lead? Can they keep the lead? I mean, I don't know. Ohio State gets the last OB, and that sucks. I mean, I feel like if Ohio State didn't get the last OB, I'd be really, really optimistic here. But that's what's keeping my confidence down. I think it's a toss-up. I think it's 50-50. really depends on how that last – I, I'm not concerned about Michigan. Michigan's going to knock it out of the park. I'm more concerned about that last OV with Ohio State. How does that go? So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, it should be uh, really interesting. There are a couple of other official visitors coming in that are not committed, including Jeremiah Beasley. Zach, give us your quick thoughts on Beasley. Uh, yeah, he pushed his commitment back to June 29th back in February, which was about a week. When he announced it in February, this was about a week after Chris Partridge was rehired. Um, Partridge has made Beasley a priority. They have talked regularly. Um, Beasley appreciates that. He was one of the first ones that got a call from Partridge when he was rehired. Um, he went to two spring practices in March and then went for the spring game. And that's when momentum really shifted. And that's when all the uh, three predictions were coming out. Uh, I know he wasn't planning on going to Michigan for an official visit as well as Michigan State, but plans have changed. He's going to go to Ann Arbor this weekend after being in East Lansing last weekend. Missouri is going to get the final OV, but yeah, he's going to commit at Wayne State at a high school seven on seven tournament on June 29th. And I fully expect it to be the Wolverines. Yeah, I think Michigan has the lead over Michigan State. What does Michigan State have, like three commits or something? Aren't they like dead last in the Big Ten? I mean, they're how many? Three commits, right? Three commits, yep, dead last. <laughs> they have three commits. So the fighting Mel Tuckers uh, have not arrived. They are dead last in the Big Ten. So, you know, even though his half-brother Malik Carr plays for the Spartans, I'm not overly concerned about Michigan State. And I really haven't been in any head-to-head -head recruiting battles uh, with Michigan. Um, they are irrelevant to me. So, I mean, I, I do like – I will say this. I do like Michigan State fans more than Notre Dame fans. They do entertain me a little bit more. Notre Dame fans are just losers. So let's go ahead and go to our next um, official visitor. Actually, we'll do two, and I'll briefly talk about them. Uh, Michael Uini, Devin Baxter, uh, starting off with Michael Uini on 300 offensive lineman out of Texas. Oh, there is a $5 super sticker uh, from Jason Moose. So shout out to him for continuing to contribute um, on the show. Uh, he also comments that Michigan State is number 72 in recruiting. So, yes, 
Sparty is a dumpster fire right now, as uh, John Schultz says. But, uh, yeah, Michael Uini on 300 offensive linemen out of Texas. Um, look, Michigan is a, a contender here. I mean, they made his top six. They're getting him in for an official visit with Michigan winning back-to-back Joe Moore awards. I think that's super appealing to offensive linemen across the country. There's no real leader here. Look at the on three recruiting prediction machine. There's no heavy leader any one way. Texas has the slight lead at 22%, but that's nothing. And I've been told that Uini is looking for a reason to leave home. He's actually not even originally from Texas. He was born in the Pacific Northwest. He spent some time living in Georgia while his mother was stationed there. So, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that has moved around his whole life. He's not a native Texan. So I think guys that aren't native to Texas are more willing to leave the state. If Michigan knocks it out of the park on his official visit this weekend, that's something to watch. I know I've said Warren is the more likely six offensive lineman, but I definitely wouldn't dismiss Michael Uini. Then bouncing over to Devin Baxter, one of my personal favorites from uh, Maryland, four-star prospect, another DMB guy, um, guy that I've been super high on. I remember a few months ago, I went out to see Devin Baxter and like he was on nobody's radar, not even like Michigan's fans radar. I wrote like five stories trying to get this guy's name up because I knew he was going to be a top target for Michigan on the edge board. When you talk about upside, outside of Darian Mayo, I don't think there's any guy on the edge board that has more upside than Devin Baxter. He's a fascinating recruit. He's an exciting recruit. He's a guy that can be the next David Ajabo. And I'm not even saying that, uh, you know, I'm not taking David Ajabo lightly. I, I mean, that's how talented Devin Baxter is. When you watch him going through drills and stuff, he doesn't really have a true idea of what he's doing. But, man, you can see the skill set there. You can see the athletic traits. 94% on the on three recruiting prediction machine. I think the Wolverines can get him locked up this weekend. Um, Darian Dupree, really quickly, three-star running back out of Chicago land. Might not make it, might make it. We're still working to confirm that. All right, we're going to end this show here, guys, with one last question for you, Zach. I will put you on the hot seat because – we did get a super chat, and we did not really dedicate much time to Boo Carter uh, on that official visit recap. So it is Tuesday evening. There have been no new predictions from anybody, including ourselves. How are you feeling about Boo Carter? Where will he go? If he had to commit right now, it would be Tennessee. But I'm very... I'm not very confident in that, right? Like Michigan is very like if, if there's an neck and neck team that can overcome Tennessee, it's Michigan. Um, yeah, I mean, no one's playing a prediction. No one has reaffirmed their prediction with Tennessee. Um, he is slated to go back to Knoxville tomorrow. So if that changes anything, then we'll kind of know. But I think feelings about Boo Carter as of Tuesday night are probably are very very high compared to maybe before, right? Like all of his IG videos, all of his Twitter photos that he took with Odin and Bryce West. Like in, I, I, I know for a fact that I'm not getting close to perfect prediction for anybody, um, but he is committing on Saturday. So we don't really have much time. I think he still is figuring out maybe a little bit, 
But yeah, I think the Tennessee visit tomorrow is going to determine whether or not Tennessee actually locks him up or if he goes to Ann Arbor. Yeah, man, it's it's too tough to call. Like if you like, I know everybody likes to say gun to head, make your prediction. Like I'd probably just take the bullet because <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty honest. I'm going to say I don't know on this one. Like it really could go either way. I don't think Boo Carter has informed the coaching staff. Because if he had informed the coaching stats, I feel like it would have leaked. I feel like you would have seen Tennessee reporters upping their confidence. There's been like nothing on Bucard. I went over to whatever the Tennessee on three site, whatever it's called, and there's like nothing. Like they have not reiterated any confidence there. At the same time, we haven't put in predictions as Michigan insiders. And, you know, not even national guys have put in new predictions or up their confidence level or came in with, with new Intel. Nobody has any Intel here, not even the staffs. Like I, I really don't think Boo Carter has let anybody know. And that's why you haven't seen anybody report anything because nobody just, nobody knows. Um, it is interesting that he's making another trip back to Knoxville. Um, you know, do I look at that as a, as a pessimist and say, well, if he's going back to Knoxville, that means Tennessee's going to lock him up. Well, you could, but at the same time, he could be going back to Knoxville to reaffirm that he loved Michigan so much this weekend that he's going to go there and that he's not missing out any missing out on anything at Tennessee. Uh, so I think it could go either way. I do think we'll know a lot more after his return visit to Tennessee. I know Tennessee's the heavy leader on this on three prediction machine, 92%. That looks scary, but Michigan absolutely knocked it out of the park this weekend. Going into the visit, I felt pretty good about Tennessee. I thought Tennessee had the lead. If I was a Tennessee reporter, I would have said Tennessee has the lead going into that Michigan official visit. But now coming out of this visit, it's a true toss-up. I mean, Steve Klinkscale did a fantastic job. Jacob Odin did a fantastic job as a peer recruiter. Um, there's no coach that has a better relationship with Boo Carter than Steve Klinkscale. I think Zach put it best when we were on the phone the other day, and he told me Boo Carter – is going to have a really, really hard time saying no to Steve Klinkscale. So <laughs> we'll see. Buckle up. Let's see how that trip goes to Knoxville, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, but appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Appreciate you guys continuing to uh, tease the Notre Dame fans that tried to troll in here. Uh, Michigan obviously having the higher-ranked class this cycle. They – whip notre dame the last time they were on the field so really no comp we we love you michigan fans we're excited that we cover you and not the irish imagine how lame it would be being on that beat all right <laughs> <laughs> who would ever who would have ever done that certainly not me <laughs> but um, for three months yeah hey no no zach that that's not true i was never on that awful beat why would You're i ever like your that. LinkedIn profile says different. Oh, well, <laughs> for, for losers like Notre Dame fans. So be sure to like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Wolverine.com today. Remember, new special $1 for three months or $49.99 for a year. You can't beat that over at the Wolverine.com. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to everybody that joined it. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.